Blog Talk Radio. Let's keep it joined in with us on this evening for the It's Real Radio Talk Show. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and as always, it is my distinct honor and pleasure to introduce my co-host, my best, best, bestie, and just a, a phenomenal woman of God and an inspiration to many, Miss Tanya Roberts. How are you, my love? Well, now that that introduction you gave me was so awesome, I'm going to hang up so you can say it one more time, because I promise you, you give me life every time you speak it, and I promise you guys, I only tune in because my sister is so awesome when she introduces me. I'm just joking. But how are you? I am awesome. There's some changes going on since we last had the show. Things have been going on, but I can still see God moving. I can still see God working it out for my good. It's been some ups, it's been some downs, some sideways, and some corners and turns. And I thank God for it all. How are you, beautiful? How is you? You know what? I, I'm I'm awesome. I thank and praise God that through it all, I'm right there with you with the ups, the downs, the ins and outs, and the all arounds, and you know, making sure that. I stay connected to the hand of God in the midst of all of it because that is the only way we make it through it all is just that, you know, um, one-on-one time, that connection, that, you know, interaction with our Father God. Without that, it's like it's a mood issue, I promise you, as far as I'm concerned. It's just it has no meaning. You better come on. No, 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 no. You're saying it right. You are so saying it right. I'm so grateful a lot of the churches are starting to open back up. I'm thanking God for that because I promise you this has caused a great disconnection in a lot of people's spiritual lives. We need churches and we need to be around real true people of God that we can connect with. Because sometimes without it, you go out there in the streets or wherever you're going, it's hard to find. And if you're not connected to the Father, if you're not connected to the vine, then there's no uplifting. You know, suicide rate has been the highest and things have been going on. And 
wow, it just really just blows your mind and trips you out. But again, like you're saying, I thank God now because I'm finding time with him, meditation and different things he's allowed me to do now, and it matters to me. I have to do it. I'm, I come home from work, I'm exhausted, but I have to do it. 15, yeah. 20 minutes, whatever. You just have to do it now because if you don't connect to the Father, I promise you, everything we're going through right now will be even more difficult to me. So, it, it would be more devastating without a doubt. And you just gave us the perfect segue um, to what our topic is tonight. We, we're coming together to talk about consecration and the, the very fact and thought that a consecrated life is a life that is set apart unto the Lord, a life that is um, put in a place of honing our skills, of giving ourselves to something. And I had the... Uh, the awesome ability to sit and listen to a message on consecration a few weeks ago that really put things in a whole nother perspective for me. It was, it was amazing that when we think of consecration, we really, in, in our mindset, is, it's always just tied to God. And it's always, for me, my thought was as a consecrated um, act, that you got along with God, you you fasted, you prayed, um, you set aside time, a time of consecration, a time of giving yourself to God. But I sat and I listened to a message, and, and the message dealt with a consecrated life on a whole nother level. And the examples that were used to talk about this consecrated life were people like Michael Jordan and LeBron James and Steph Curry and people that had literally consecrated themselves to hone their craft. And, and what was said about it is that the, the act of consecration was a matter of giving yourself to something completely. Okay, like it, whatever it is that you're consecrating unto, you give yourself completely to it. And what Apostle was saying is that these individuals consecrated themselves unto basketball. And this is not, you know, like a sacrilegious kind of thing. It's just a matter of how intensely they gave themselves to the act of improving, improving their craft. And if we looked at consecration on that level, not just um, a, a segment of time where we just set a, time, a, a part time to be with God, but a, a wholeness, a completeness of giving oneself over to something to, to become proficient in it to improve ourselves and what we're doing, it would put it on a whole nother level. And the thing that he brought out is when we talk about consecrating, most of the time in Christendom, when we're talking about it in the church vernacular, we 
set aside this time of prayer and fasting. And during this time of prayer and fasting, one of the key components that will continually pop up on our mindset is what we're going to do when this time is over. If we're consecrating for three days, if we're consecrating for seven days, even if maybe we're in a prayer and fasting for 21 days or 40 days, whatever it is, whatever that time frame is, one of the thoughts that takes over our mindset is the thought of what am I going to do when this fast is over? What am I going to do when this time is over? And in our mind, we can't wait to get back to what we were doing before. And if you stop and you think about that, it's really, really interesting. So I've cleansed my body. I have been fasting. I've gotten toxins out of my body, mind, spirit, and soul. Okay, because during this consecrated time, I've consecrated and thought on the Word of God. I've studied the Word of God. I've prayed diligently. I've fasted. I've given myself over to this time of consecration only to go back to everything I was doing before I went into that time of consecration. What was the point? What was the point? If all we're doing and setting aside these things for a small period of time simply to go back to what we were doing before, then we've missed. We've missed the, the beauty and the purpose of the consecration. And so we have to look at it from the perspective of a consecrated life, not of just a period of consecrated time. I promise you, LeBron has not stopped, has not stopped um, practicing nor has Steph Curry. Now, Michael Jordan has, has retired, but I guarantee you he's still actively doing something. He's still actively involved in his passion. He went on to coach. He went on to own a team. He went on to do many other things within that industry. So it's like we've got to stop this mindset of, okay, what am I going to eat when this fast is over? Where am I going to go to dinner? What can I, what is it that I can't wait to get back to doing that I'm not doing during this consecration period? And that's what we have to look at. As you just said, as you shared, it's like the, the beauty or, or the most important thing is holding on to the hand of God, meditating on his word, getting closer and closer to him. And it's in those times of doing that that we improve who we are. We improve our stature spiritually as well as physically because, like I said, we're getting the toxins out of our mind, our spirit, and our body only to go back what we were doing before and, and we we, we got to get it together sis we gotta we gotta change that mindset of so busily trying to get back to where we were before that we missed the whole purpose of why we set ourselves apart so that's that's what I want to talk about <laughs> so um, you know um, um tell me tell me your thoughts you know what? I love you for that. And while you were speaking, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me as well. That's what I love, again, about us. Because it's, 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 my grandmother used to always say there's three sides to every story, yours, theirs, and the truth. 
Well, there's three. There's always three sides walking in this battle, but there's only one true Lord God. You know what I'm saying? Our Father. You know, Omega, Alpha and Omega, beginning and the ending. But while you were speaking, I want to say this to you. I remember I said this many times on the show, and whoever didn't hear me before, I'll say it again. I remember going to the altar every single time at Bethany. I would go to the altar. And my pastor would call altar call, and I love altar call, you guys. And every time I would go, finally my sister said to me, how many times are you going to go to that altar? And I remember crying because I was so insulted that she said that to me. And the Holy Spirit said to me, your answer to her is tell her until you get it right. So I believe in fasting and consecration is new to a lot of people. See, a lot of people that come into the flow of church right now and people, they go on fasting. See, there's still right now, a lot of people are still not connected to the vine, connected to the Father. So, and he knows that, and I know he knows that. So what happens is they get on board because a lot of people, they feel like they can lose weight or maybe try to stop drinking or smoking or whatever you try to do. So you get on board with it. And then, believe it or not, maybe the first time you fail. And then the next year you do it again. But guess what? You made 20 days. And then and then the next time you made the whole 40 days, stop smoking, drinking, or whatever it is. Because what people have to understand is the fasting and consecration, how the Holy Spirit gave it to me is things that you're having battles with, things that you're constantly fighting. You know what I'm saying? If it's sexual immorality, whatever it is, he's there to heal you because he doesn't want you to be in bondage to anything. So while you were speaking, I believe that. You are absolutely right. We do need to get together. But what I'm going to say to you guys out there, for those who who are matured, I don't mean to say that the other group is not mature, but for the maturity of the spiritual Christians, I say to you, you know what fasting and consecration does. It's results. It makes things happen. And we, when we go in there with the mindset, we appreciate whether it's five days, 10 days, 15 days, whatever the Holy Spirit gives us, to be able to separate ourselves from the world and to be able to receive the power up on high. But for those of you who are not quite there, what we're trying to say to you is don't stop. Don't stop going to the altar. Don't stop trying to try to fast and consecrate. Uh, I, I, I want you guys to know something. There, there was a time there was never a problem to me going before the Father. Oh, my God, I would open up the word and my mouth to drool. I say that a lot because I remember those moments. And then there was a time when I did backslid, and, and it doesn't mean that you're backslidden, but you're maybe not there with Christ yet. So I'm here to say to you, I, it, it is hard. seems like it's getting back because now there's more things in your mind, more voices, more everything. So I'm saying to you, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, begin yourself like that and begin to just cut everything out, the kids, everything. I don't care where you have to go, in the car, in the garage, or wherever you have to go. If it's five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is, find yourself saying, I need you. That's where the biggest start of consecration begins and and separation and fasting. Let me say something to you again. If you have a problem with this, then what the Lord is saying is, let me know that I'm greater than that. I can heal you from that. It doesn't matter what it is. Because it's easy for people if they don't have this, 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 and this going on. It's easy. Of course it is. People that have been out in the world, and I've been there with you guys as well, 
and people that we're going through the everyday struggles. I'm saying to you, I know it's not easy. But you have to have a desire, and you says you have to have a want. And I believe in these times right now, the Lord is keep speaking to me in my spirit. For me, again, we began the new year saying, what was it that God told you to do? What yeah. is the word that God gave you? The Holy Spirit gave my sister a different word. The Holy Spirit gave me a different word. What is the word he gave you? My word, my sister's word, elder's word, no disrespect, may not be for you. What is the word that God gave you? What is that inner voice that spoke to you? Because now, see, last year I wrote on my vision board that it was direction, correction, instruction, direction, and cor- I mean, instruction, correction, and direction. But I didn't realize last year that didn't take place. But this year I see it more and more. So seek ye the kingdom of God first and all his righteousness. That's what the Lord is saying to me. He may not be saying that to you. My thing is I need to connect with you. When I go before I go to work and after I come home, I need to connect with you. Because I realize I cannot do this without you. But I want you guys to know, just like anything else. If you can put so much time because you want to be a millionaire, imagine how much time if you give God that time, how much greater you'll be. Yes. See, if, if you're a runner and you spend all your time in running because you want to become greater and faster, just imagine doing that and giving God that time, how much greater you will be. I'm hearing something on Instagram all the time, and I heard a um, um I still don't know who the, the messenger is. I still don't know who the minister is. But what he's saying is you can put locks on your house to protect you. You can put alarm systems, ring doorbells, and everything to protect you. But you don't protect your thoughts. You don't protect your inner self. Why is that? Well, when you go before God, when you, when you go into consecration and fasting, I promise you guys it's important. If there's ever a time of a famine, I'm sorry for the people that you feel like you eat three and four, five, six times a day. I'm sorry. You might be gone. Because I want you to know something. The Lord would not equip us with what we need unless it may be a season or a time for that need to be fulfilled. Yeah. So what you what we're talking now to you is it's a time to get with God so he can give you instruction. But sometimes an instruction says, I don't mean I'll talk to it. It's correction. Hmm. I promise you, it's listening. Doing it, I've had some things happen to me. I'm like, what just happened? How quick did this happen? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Why, uh, okay. But I promise you, you know, Miss America, we may, we may I, but for her to jump out the window, for her to jump, I know she knew she couldn't fly. So, therefore, there was deeper things going on. We love you guys. Please reach out to us. We're here. We're living in some times now. I promise you guys, gas prices, food prices, everything going on. It's so quick out of here. We can speak to you and say, you ain't going to make it. Yeah. But I'll promise you something. Whatever it is, God will take care of you. Whatever it is, he will provide for you. I have to say that because I know that to be the truth. I'm never going to tell you guys that I haven't been through bad times. I'm never going to tell you guys that I haven't been through uncertain times. 
I'm never going to tell you guys, but what, where my sister is, I promise you, that's where you should be when you stand consistent before God. Before the people like me, that you turn around and you look, you look back for a second, it's a good thing. It's a good thing right now that you had that you had to play dumb for God to bless you so you can go through what you're going through, so he can take you where he has to take you. So if it don't work for fasting the first time, try, try again. Mm-hmm. But get close to God. That's what we're saying. Ever a time, it is now. If you're watching the news and things like that, sometimes I don't even watch TV, I don't want to hear, but you've got to listen to what's going on so you can know what to pray for. And then the Holy Spirit said, it will lead you and give you things to pray for that you know not. Yeah. Because there's a lot going out in the world right now. Mm-hmm. So we love you. And the information we're giving you is we're giving you one side for the mature spiritual people. You should be right where my sister said. Fasting and consecration going before God. And because the harvest is much, but the labor is a few. Laboring for the people that are left, that are falling behind, stumbling, don't understand. You have to understand there's been false prophets out there in the land. There's been death out there in the land. There's been so much out there in the land. What did God create us to do that is still knowing and believing in the word where it says fasting and consecration and going before God? All today, I went on, you know, I normally go on my Instagram a little bit, and I normally go on Facebook just to see what's going on. And I promise you, all today, all I heard today was the word. Let me pray. Let me do this. Let me do that. Let me speak the word to you. And I know in my heart that it's time. You guys, wake up. Wake up. Talitha, Talitha Kumi. Women, thou art loose. Men, thou art loose. We are loose into the land. What side of the fence do you choose? Where do you prefer for your provision to come from? We're not trying to fake the funk. Go on the other side if you want to. Go on this side. But all I'm trying to tell you is God is calling time out now for us to be into a time of consecration. And consecration means getting with God, getting direction, instruction, correction of which way we can really go next. Because if he tells you to go to the left, he's going to protect you. If he say to go right, then he said not to the left or to the right, but keep your eyes stay straight on me. So keep your eyes straight on Jesus. I didn't even know I talked that said. I apologize for all that, but I want you guys to know that I love you. We may slip when we may fall down, but get back up. It's not how many times you fall down. It's how long you stay down. What matters is when you can get back up and keep your eyes focused. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, and, and stop apologizing. It's like you are sharing what God has given you, and so there's no apology needed for that. The, the, the key is in all that you said, it's not just for the mature at heart. It's not um, just for the novice. It's not just for those that are babes in Christ. This is something that we need to put into action within our lives constantly and daily, um, and that is striving to a consecrated life. Uh, the bottom line is it's not just for short stints of time, but for life. You know, most people, when they change their diet, if they become a vegan or a vegetarian, they do it for life. It's a complete lifestyle change. 
And so what we're saying is no matter where you are in your walk with God, there is this is the time for a total lifestyle change, not for a small snippet of time, but for a time and eternity of giving yourself to be what God has called you to be. I did a post, I think it was last night or this, yeah, yeah it was last night, and it dealt with self-forgiveness. Um, and, and it's like no matter what you've done in your past, no matter what mistakes you have made, no matter what perceived failures you have had, it's time for self-forgiveness. Here's the key. God Amen. would not have made forgiveness an action word if it wasn't something that you needed to work out. Okay? Amen. Same way love is an action word, forgiveness is an action word. It's something that you put into play and you do. It's not just a passing fancy. And so likewise, as you are forgiving yourself for whatever it is that has occurred in your life, be it something you did or didn't do, something that was done on purpose or by accident, it does not matter. You have to keep moving, okay? The world is still waiting for what God has placed within you. And so often we get stuck in a box because of what has transpired, either what was done to us or by us. And we've got to get past Amen. that. That is absolutely Amen. vital. We've got to get past that. And that's part Amen. of a consecrated life. If we Amen. <laughs> We weren't going to need a savior. Jesus would have never come and did what he did for the remission of our sins, for the remission of our sins, Amen. for our forgiveness. Amen. Okay. So it's like the, the key is like, like what you said when your sister said to you, you know, how many times are you going to go to the altar? You're going to keep going. Well, how many times are you going to consecrate yourself to God every single day? I'm going to keep doing it. Until it becomes my lifestyle. Until I'm more being what he designed me to be than what my flesh is pulling me to. And that takes an effort daily. It is not something you can do in three days. It's not something you can do in seven days. It's a lifetime of consecrating yourself to God, of giving yourself to God, of giving your thoughts to God, of giving your heart to God. Of loving spite of, not because of. Preach. There's so many, there's so many layers to this thing. And if we're mm. going to become proficient in it, if we're going to be a Michael Jordan or a LeBron James or a Steph Curry in what we're doing in the name of the Lord, we're going to become that expert, quote, unquote, of giving up ourselves. Okay, because can't nobody give of you for you. Can't nobody do this for you. So you've got to be proficient and an expert in giving of yourself, which means that you get up every day. You walk through self-forgiveness. You walk through other people's forgiveness. And you, you make a conscious decision that this day, Lord, I will glorify your name. This day, Amen. I will give to you. This day, I will allow you to control my mindset, 
So therefore that I will think on whatsoever is good, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is of a good report. I will take on the same mind that is in Christ Jesus within myself. Why? Because I have his spirit within me. So therefore I can think the thoughts of God. Amen. And it takes more than just thinking the thoughts. We've got to take the God ideas he's giving us and implementing them. They can't just be thoughts. And just stay there. Amen. They've got to be implemented Amen. and put into action and and work out. And work out. So when he gives you a directive, you act on the directive. When he gives you an assignment, you accept the assignment. It's not about, do I really feel like doing this? Because 90% of the time, we can talk ourselves out of our God assignments because we can claim we don't feel like it. If it was going to be convenient and easy, everybody would be doing it. Huh. It's not. This journey, this journey is not a just stroll in the park, y'all. It's not. But then when you come back and you think about the journey that Christ made for us, the journey he took up that hill to hang on a cross, that wasn't an easy journey. And he didn't ask us to do that. He asked us to be kind one to another. Okay? He asked us to love our neighbors as ourselves, which means that you got to get up in purpose loving yourself. Because so often we don't. We're constantly, this is why I'm talking about practicing and implementing self-forgiveness. We walk in in such um, a negative state of mind so often about ourselves that we can't get past that. We're imperfect people. We make mistakes. We make wrong choices. We say the wrong thing, we think the wrong thing, we do the wrong thing. But the more we, we purpose in our heart to live a consecrated life, the more we give of ourselves to God to say, listen, <laughs> I know I messed that up and I, I didn't do right, or I should have trusted you more in that situation instead of taking matters into my own hands. Okay, I should have been more connected to the spirit of God within me that I asked before I acted. I didn't. I just acted. I reacted. And I got it wrong. But God, you still have destiny appointments waiting for me. And I thank and praise you that you promised me you would never leave me nor forsake me. It wasn't a matter of if I got it right every time. That's not what the word said. The word said you would never leave me nor forsake me. So even though I got it wrong this time, even though I messed up this time, I have the blessed assurance that you are still with me. And, and, and not only that, but you've forgiven me and you've told me, come on. There, there is absolutely a place of accountability for what has been done. Once we reach that place of accountability, then let's go and keep it moving. 
and keep it moving and keep giving of ourselves to God. One thing is that I really want you guys to get in your spirit. I really want you to hear this, that whatever the mistake was, whatever the quote-unquote failure was, it is not the sum total of your life. Your life is made up of so many different actions and, and commitments and acts of kindness and everything. Don't allow the enemy to try to put on you that you are this unforgiving person. You are this heap of coal that that just has no purpose just because you made a mistake. You did something you shouldn't have done. Okay? That's not the sum total of who you are. So let's rise up. Let's give of ourselves Mm. to the Lord, and let's keep it going, Mm. and let's receive of his love. Receive of his unconditional love. Mm. I say this all the time, and this is so engrafted in my spirit, I can't even tell you how strong it is. We love God because of, because of his love for us, because of his mercy, his grace, his kindness, all these wonderful things that he does for us, the very air that we breathe, our families, the miracles he's worked in our lives, all of these things add to the because of for why we love God. But he loves us in spite of, in spite of all of our mess-ups, in spite of our failures, in spite of our rebellion, in spite of our disobedience, in spite of, he yet loves us. And it's that in spite of, that unconditional love, that love that is there no matter what, that's the love that we can depend on. That's the love that will get us through. I so wish that we could reach, especially this younger generation who all of a sudden feels that life is not worth living, and so they take their own lives, and it's like, but you haven't even had a chance to experience life yet. You haven't had a chance to put his love to the test, to see how he will walk you through situations, to see how he will bring you up and out of situations. Since you know all too well where you, when you're at the bottom, in the pit, and you don't think that anything could possibly come out of this that is worth anything, that he will still pick you up, dust you off, love on you, heal your bruises, Put, put his love salve on your wounds. Put your broken heart and your broken dreams back together and say, come on, let's go. I still have purpose for you. I, you are still my love. You are still the apple of my eye. No matter what you've done, no matter what has happened, I, I'm still going to use you. I still have purpose for you. And so that's the place where I'm, I'm, I'm praying that people can get to, that place of the, okay, okay, I'm not perfect, didn't get it right, but that self-forgiveness says I can still consecrate myself to you because you still want me. You still love me. You still are going to use me still have destiny appointments. 
that you have put in motion for me. And guess what? Because of everything that I've walked through, because of all the things I have encountered, then I don't have to make those appointments alone. I can bring people with me. I can do what you and I are doing right now and tell people I don't care how bad it was. I don't care what you did. He still loves you. He still wants you. And he will still use you. That's what that consecrated life will produce for you. The realization that it's, hey, he still got you. He's still walking with you. And because of all that he has walked with you through, you can be a little more patient with other people. You can be a little more loving, a little more tolerant. Because you know that you know that you know. You didn't deserve his forgiveness and his love and what he did for you, but yet he did it. So we're going to stop putting our foot on the necks of others because they've made a mistake, because they didn't get it right, because they didn't do what we thought they should do. And we're going to love them with the same unconditional love that God has for us. We're going to still be his hands and his arms extended to show them that when he said, with loving kindness have I drawn thee, it's real. It's real. His loving kindness is real. And how do we know it's real? Because we're living it every single day of our lives. Every day. So, sis? <laughs> you know what? I heard you speak the whole time, and my heart, my heart is just in such a beautiful, quiet, peaceful place because I know you speak with passion. You guys, watch my sister was speaking, Holy Spirit said, the churches were closed down because God had to empty the people that were using the word of God in church as perversion. Meaning they just went just to say that they can go. And it didn't matter to them. And when fasting came, if you didn't last through the fast because you didn't quite understand the assignment of understanding that no matter what you do, there's rules and bylaws and guidelines to everything that we do. In the spiritual way, if you didn't make it through your fast, I don't want you to look at yourself as saying you didn't accomplish it. I want you to look at yourself as saying that God is still working on you. Yeah. And still a greater purpose. Because what's happening when people go on fasting at the church, a lot of people can't endure it. A lot of people think about what I'm going to eat next. Because what God is trying to, hold on, let me rephrase that. What God is doing is to show you what your true bondage in your life is, whether it's sexual immorality, if you're saying, I can't wait to this is over so I can have sex, I can't wait to this is over so I can eat a ribeye, I can't wait this is over. He's showing you right then, even in the midst of you trying, what is your bondage. So when you try, try again, when you go the next time, you go, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. 
I didn't yeah. get that before. See, and what I'm trying to say is I'm not eliminating anybody. Again, I have a joke. When a man went to heaven, he was like, what, you, what are you doing up here? And God said to the man, he, he said he's asking the same thing how you made it. Hmm. I'm not past casting judgment on anybody. I'm saying again, what my, where the level where my sister is talking, elder is talking, is a level of purification and, and enduring. You may not be at that level. I don't want you to feel bad about it. But again, I remember saying, I don't have time. That's what I told the Lord. All right, when I get off work, I'm so tired. I just, I don't even know where I have time to get this in or whatever the case would be. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, if it was raining, you'd still go to work with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is it when it's raining, you won't go to church? If there's a tree that fell down as a storm, you're going to still see that you go to work, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah, Father. When you have work sometimes, you work 11 and 12 hours straight, and you don't even take a break to show your loyalty to this job. Mm-hmm. How much time have you given me? Mm. This is things, this is real, you guys. This is real. Okay? When I can go through the house, and you can sit there, and, and I can, today I was deleting emails, over 600-something emails. And doing this and doing that, and the Holy Spirit said, see, this is time you can be spending with me. It's so important right now. We're not saying. And unfortunately, God is calling the true people again. The reason why the COVID happened to get all the people out of the church, purge them of faith. There was just church goers and church users and church lookers and church whatever. Now when you go You're going to see the ones that's truly there Because they're saying Father I need you mm-hmm. This is the time now God has opened up the floodgate For you to be able to go For you to be able to be For those that are real Because I'm going to tell you something If church is important to you And that's where you got to go You wouldn't care if it was a storm or whatever Was going on you're going to make it yeah. Just like your job. Just like our job. Mm-hmm. If it was something, let me tell you something to you. If if you have a child and somebody said your child over there and something going on, you wouldn't give a dang if the trees came down, the mm-hmm. storm or whatever the case may be, you're going to make it. If you have to walk, oh, God you can go see about that child. Right. right, 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 right. So what God is saying is, again, our children uh because God don't care about the possession. Please get over that. Your houses, your cars, your bed. I promise you. Every time the Lord allows the Holy Spirit allow me to speak the truth, you know what? The devil trying to stir up something, but I rebuke him right now in the name of Jesus. Because I'm getting ready to tell you the truth. Come ye unto the Lord. Come into the storehouse. And bless the Lord while you have time. It's what's important to you. If you feel like this and that and this and that and this, that's important to you, I look, literally, my my sister and I were talking about back in the day where Lot took his wife out and she turned around and turned to a pillar of salt. I need you guys to look it up because the word of God says 
And even now, it says it still exists to this day. And if you look at it, you can literally, literally, even after everything. Then my sister and I got into a deeper conversation. She said to me, she asked the Lord, why, why then? Because he said salt preserves. He allows it to be where the dead see, the dead see where nothing can exist. But the salt preserves her body, and you can still see it. So what I'm saying to you is, again, what, what stand are you willing to take? If it's not this year, then we pray in the name of Jesus that God will bless you if it's the next year. Yeah. But as the song says, come ye unto God, as we they do altar call, why ye have time. No man knoweth not the minute, the hour, or the day. Nope. So what my where my sister is talking is pure passion. That's where we should all be. But if you're not there, what we're saying is you're not left out. When you come to the altar, nobody is casted out. It doesn't matter if it's your car, your bathroom, your closet, wherever you find, come to God. I don't even know what I'm doing. All I know is I want to make you a part of my life and you're important to me. Show me how to do it. And the word of God says, I will not withhold no good thing from you. That's right. If that's what your desire is. See, was it Saul? Sister Solomon. When he said, I, my prayer is, what do you desire? I, my prayer is just to, pray, just to bless your people. What is your desire? Because please believe me. If you're going to God and acting like he don't know with one thing and your desire is another thing, then you understand why it's failing. But again, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. It's what's really real in your soul, in your heart. Yeah. I don't care what kind of sinner you think you are, but your heart can be right. And I truly believe that's what saves us. Don't concentrate and look around on the people that are seeking God, but they want God because they want the kingdom and the riches and everything to go with it. Don't look at them. And we always go on Instagram, the Kardashians, the this or that, this and that. That's why we're killing ourselves because we think our lives are supposed to be like that. That is mm. not your life or your purpose. Mm-mm. It's okay. I remember the Lord a long time ago showing me on platforms, speaking to a multitude of people because of my loud mouth. You know what's happening now? I've been in the hotel and the grocery store business using my loud mouth. And some people don't even get it right. I could, I, I, I have literally, since I talked to you guys last, could have lost my job twice. But one thing I will tell you, I want to keep on loving the way God commanded me to. Yeah. I want to keep on forgiving the way God commanded me to. I want to keep on praying and staying in the middle of the gap like God commanded me to. I want to keep on staying before him 
the way God commanded me. I'm telling you guys, I wake up in the morning sometimes, I'm running out a little bit of time, but I fall to my face. When I look up, I'm praising God more now because you know what I told him? Man, look how you held back the time for me because I want to spend time with you. Now mm-hmm. you slowed up the time for me. And I can't believe I, I feel like I've been down here forever because this is where I want to be. If I'm late, I'm just going to be late. And God slows down the time. When I come out of that consecration, that time with him, I'm sitting looking at the time going, thank you. He shows me what I'm getting to walk into at work. I was upset yesterday. You know, he told me, didn't I show you? Why are you upset? Kingdom of God first and all his life. And everything else will be added on to you. You may not be the Oprah, the Tyler Perry, or the TV Jake. You may not be the Joel Osteen or the one of my favorite, Joyce Myers. You may not be there. But what level are you on? Because what you don't know is Joyce Myers may be blessed on this level, but you can be on the next level and God can bless you just as much. You just don't have many woes and words. That's a blessing right there alone. Let me tell you something. So people can get people on, on different levels, and they have no idea what they've had to walk through to get to that level. None mm-hmm. whatsoever. And let me so, Oh, it, my it God. Is, I tell my husband every day, high-level, high-devil. Right. And you don't covet it somebody else's level, okay, because you just don't know what they've oh had to watch. And you don't want to go through it. Mm-hmm. Amen on that. So I'll be reaching out right now to tell you guys, you know, there's a season and time for everything under the sun. We're here for you. We love you guys. Whether you're mature in Christ, in that consecration, we love you. Thank you for, for interceding. Thank you for praying out for us. Maybe you're in that middle level where you're there almost, but you don't feel like you have quite made it. And maybe you're at that moment where you have not made it at all. He's saying, again, we're calling altar call right now on this real talk show. Come to the altar while you have time. The word of God says you confess of your sins. You believe that Christ our Lord died on the cross for your sins. You're saved. But let me just say something to you. It's not just that. It don't mean that you come to Christ, you confess your sins, you go out there and you keep doing it. You do whatever you can to don't do it. And you trust him to know that he's going to make a way out of no way. I'm not telling you it's not going to be hard times because it is. I'm not going to tell you you're not going to endure some pain because you will. I just had somebody what I called. What I thought was a friend turn on me. I wanted to cause my livelihood, my job, and my everything. But you know where I went on my my face in consecration when I asked the Lord for? Please, don't allow me to have any animosity or hate. But let me continue to pray for the one now that I know is my enemy. Because what I don't want to do is I don't want to cause that person pain. Yeah. I want to love them. And when you tell me to bless them, I'm in the position that I'll bless them. That's all that matters to me. So let me say something to you. It takes a long place to get there. I've been hurt. But they say the song saying I've been lied on, cheated, talked about, mistreated. But you have to find a place in your heart where you say, God, you matter and you matter alone. I need you to lead me in the right direction. 
to where I need to go. I am not the best. I have made mistakes. I have done this. I have lied. You guys know what makes me so patient now with people? Because when I see a heartache, you know what I said? I've been there. I've seen a lie, you know what I said? I've been there. When I see a victim, you know what I say? I've been there. When I see a person doing this, you know what I say to the Lord? I've been there. And I'm grateful. Not that I'm there anymore. But my heart reaches out for those. Don't look down your nose. I had to tell somebody today, you know what it's like to be 20. You know what you went through and couldn't nobody tell you nothing. Yep, 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 yep. That girl is your sister. Why would you even call her that girl? Have you talked to her? What, your sister, you mean? Because what I'm saying is the word of God says it's the truth. What good is it to love people to love you back? That's just so easy. Exactly. I mean, love my sister when my sister loved me. When somebody talks about me and lying on me, is it easy to love him? No, it's not. And I just had that. But you know what I said? I'm sad. You know what I told the Lord? Because it's a soul. And if I can reach out and lead them even closer to Christ, lead somebody along the way to lead them. Mm. The part everybody asks me, aren't you glad she's not around you anymore? No, I'm sad. Because I lost a sister, a friend, a Christian. That's why I'm hurt. And I thank you, Lord, spiritual wisdom and maturity to be there. Because there was a time I would really went there. So I'm not telling you I was a person. I'm not telling you that it's too. It's always it's okay. You're not splitting the fence in this case. But find what's important to you. Yeah. If you got a husband who's important to you, then shouldn't God be first? Hmm. If you have children that's important to you and you ain't going to let nobody hurt them or mistreat them and you be the first to stretch out their chest, buff up, go cut somebody out, shouldn't God be first? Plus. <laughs> if you have a job that you know no matter what the weather is and you go, no matter what, because guess what? You need to get paid and you can't afford to miss that day. Shouldn't God be first? That's all I'm saying to you. Yeah. Again, the word is kingdom of God first. And all his righteousness and all other things will be added to you. I don't want to be Oprah or Tyler Perry. I want to be Ken. I want all the blessings that God has for me and where he wants me to go and where he's trying to take me and the people he wants me to reach. Because yeah. the Oprah can reach all the other thousands of millions of people because she's Oprah. But she ain't in the ghetto and she ain't reaching them and she ain't touching them. And it's not, not, it may not be her, her thing. It may be yours. But don't, it's okay if you have to make a pot of spaghetti or go down to the homeless, go talk to homeless people. God will bless you accordingly to thy work. Yeah. I love you guys. I didn't know what talk that says. I love you. Amen. Well, we're down to the last four minutes, so let's just, you know, pray pray for the people and we'll end it out. i tell you what. Would you pray for us, sis? Could you end it out for us? Because I know you have a prayer that will manifest. God told me it's going to manifest his blessing towards us all. In Jesus' name. Father, we, we are so grateful to you. We are so grateful for your love. Oh, my God. For your grace and your mercy that you show us every 
day of our lives, every single day. There is not one of us in front within the sound of you, <laughs> and you hear everything. Mm that can boast of clean hands, that can boast of being a perfect person because we are imperfect beings, every single one of us. But Lord, thank you. Thank you so much for loving us so much that you freely accept us. The, The fact that in spite of all that we are, all that we do, you still love us through. And that is vital. That is vital. So, Father, we are making an intervow within ourselves tonight, oh God, or this morning, whatever time the people are hearing this, Lord. We're making a vow to continually push towards you, to continually surrender to you, to continually give our mindsets to you, continually give our hearts to you, even when they're broken, even when they're shattered, even when there seems to be no way of repair or healing, oh God, we will continually give ourselves to you. We will trust you in the storm. We will trust you in the disappointment. We will trust you in the pain. We will trust you in the midst of it all. And we will continue to press towards you. We will continue to press towards you. And we thank you, O Lord God, that you will permeate the atmosphere around us with a spirit of grace, spirit of mercy, O Lord God, that even when we fall short, we fall short of your glory, we fall short of what we should be in this earth realm, we fall short of our assignments, O God, there will still be an atmosphere of grace and mercy around us, O God. And we give our adversaries to you. Those that would come against us, those that would seek harm, harm us, those, oh, Lord God, that would seek to deceitfully use us, we give them to you. We place them on your mercy seat because the same way we need mercy, so do they. The same way we need your grace, so do they. The same way we need your love, so do do they. So we place them in your arms, and we pray your grace and mercy upon them, that they would come to know you in the pardoning of their sins, that they would come to know you in the midst of your unconditional love for them, that they would come to feel your presence in their lives and develop their personal relationship with you, that they would know forgiveness, forgiveness from you, forgiveness from themselves, and forgiveness from those around them. Thank you for healing their hearts, oh God. Thank you for taking those stony, embittered hearts, oh God, that caused them to do what they do and turning it into flesh. We thank you, Lord. We pray your blessings upon them. We pray your grace and your mercy upon them. And we pray that you would give us the strength and the courage and the things that we need to love them in spite of. And we give you praise for it, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for continuing to love us. Thank you. Thank you for your matchless 
unbelievable yes. name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, we decree yes. it is. Yes. Amen. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. That was so beautiful. We love you guys. Please, please keep connected. My sister has several ways to reach out to her. I love you guys. You can reach out to me. But know something that's not over. And know something that you still have a purpose and a greatness in God, in Christ. And you can still do amazing things. It may look rough and like it's not a future, but God will show you something even greater. Don't allow the enemy to have his day. Allow gratefulness unto God to have his way. Mm -hmm. We yes. love you guys. Please be blessed. Same time, sis. Amen. Same God channel, same God time. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Be blessed, guys. In Jesus' name. Be blessed. Bye-bye. We love you. I love you, sis. I love you, boo. Let's keep it real.